episode five of capable i'm Merritt. i'm eric and we are talking about episode five of the hit series the young pope we're recording this before the show has aired in the u.s and for all we know it's become the most popular series of all time by now uh i'm pretty sure it will be at at least that level if not the status I'm pretty of sure new... it's topped game of thrones at this point oh yeah new national religion Basically, Paolo Sorrentino uh, is L. Ron Hubbard for a new generation. That, yeah. That's my that's my assumption mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. what will be happening in a month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we're just peering into the future. Yeah, here. absolutely. And 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 uh, and just to confirm, I mean, not that anyone will need to know uh, this basic information uh, from their their churches and and pews where they're sitting and worshiping the young pope. Uh, but in case you didn't know and have somehow uh, avoided uh, joining this religion, the premise of the young pope is that uh, Jude Law plays the pope, who's pretty young, and he he'll, he'll tell you himself a little bit later in this episode. Uh, let's get started talking about this episode. So we start uh, with yet another pope dream. Lenny sees his parents getting on a ferry in Venice, which is sort of the last place he knew that they were going uh, after they abandoned him, and uh, they're sort of walking toward him on the boat. As it's moving away, which creates this very weird visual effect. Uh, then there's a quick shot where everything's upside down, and then we get the opening credits. Uh, but something's weird about these opening credits. Yeah. Well, also he was an adult in this dream. Oh yes, he's the not, last not time a child. he saw his ki- his uh, his parents in Venice, he was a kid. And now he's an adult. So, hmm. but yeah, we move mm. right into the opening credits this time, and it's not all along the watchtower. Nope. It's just the same kind of sad music that was playing very, during the dream. This very ominous orchestral music. I suppose it's possible HBO didn't air it this way, but I think we should assume that they did because it seems like a very you couldn't make this creative choice unintentionally. No, I yeah. think is the thing that I want to say. And it's weird because like you'd think, oh, maybe this signals some shift happening in the show. So like the opening sequence will be different. He won't wink this time. No, he's still that's winks. too playful. He, he yeah, still winks. And it's really creepy and sad. But very, very good. Yeah, and we dissected that opening sequence in, I think, the last episode. It was episode three. Episode three, yeah. So go back to that if you uh, are curious about what's going on there. But um, he's he's doing his routine, right? He's hanging out with Don Tommaso. Mm. Yep, they're sitting up on the the roof, uh, and and uh, Lenny says he's angry now, and he kind of talks for a little bit about how God is somehow no longer capable of viewing things objectively, which seems like a weird thing to say about God, and has moved into a different part of space. Uh, and the way the way that he puts this metaphorically to Don Tommaso uh, is that God has moved to the outskirts of town to a, quote, filthy studio apartment upstairs from a tire repair shop. Yeah, God. Sleepless nights. It's hot. <laughs> There's no. Oh, there are cockroaches. It's terrible. There's mold growing in the in the the the, the, the pool is gross. Everything is terrible. God's moved into the apartment from um from common people. Mm, from, yeah. from that song. Exactly. Um, so, but he's come to the conclusion that there's nothing he can do about human beings. Which means it's up to Lenny. To Lenny to save them. Uh, and and Tommaso tells him that sort of the rumors about him uh, and Esther have been going around, which doesn't really seem like news to the Pope, but maybe it's something that he, you know, needed to hear. 
But eventually Tommaso says, Your Holiness, uh, what do you intend to do? Uh, what you doing? And, and Lenny says, Revolution. Which is another great scene from the trailer. Mm, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of good trailer stuff in this episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, and from there, we get a quick shot of a shipping container, another shipping container. I feel like we should have a recurring segment for the shipping containers because there's been one in like every episode for the last couple of episodes. Yeah, I mean, they it's have a to, vessel, a vessel for the faithful. Well, they have to airlift like everything into Vatican City, right? Because I guess you can't really just like drive a truck in. No, like I, I don't know how that works, but like it's sort of like just reinforces the fact that this is like a really isolated. Like it's in the middle of Rome, but it's still in a way is very isolated. Mm. Yeah, and then we we see uh, our good boy Gutierrez and the Pope uh, just hanging out, looking at some artwork, uh, just kind of hanging out. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about the painting oh, that they, they wow. look at? Oh, wow, this, this art. Okay, so first of all, there's a painting of a field of babies, which is mm. sort of calls back to the very first episode. Yeah, where he had that Pope dream uh, about a bunch of babies. And then there's a painting called The Bearded Woman by Giuseppe de Ribera, and it's it's... Okay, well, it's there's can, a. Can we can we give the people listening at home a second to pull? You should really yeah, pull up just, this painting. Just search just the bearded woman. Get pull up that JPEG. Uh, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. But uh, yeah, so you initially just sort of see a glance at this painting, and it's like, oh, it's two dudes. One of them's holding a baby, and then it zooms in, and like in almost the dead center of the painting, there's just this, like the the person in the front is like breastfeeding the baby, and it's called the bearded woman, but like. It just looks like a pink, a, that's a pink robe, right? Yeah, I mean, it just looks like a typical kind of like 17th century beardy dude with like a boob in the middle of his <laughs> chest. Like it doesn't look like that's not how that works. It's very confusing. That's not how that works at all. Do you think Derribera had ever seen a boob before painting this? I I know I don't. It think, seems this, this is the kind of thing that like you know I think a lot of like painting. What what survives in art history is, like, a really interesting kind of field to look at. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you think about it in, like, 200 years, like, what will survive from people's deviant art profiles? Oh, true. Like, this is the kind of thing that, like, would have just been, like, on someone's on someone's DA page. Just, like, <laughs> I drew some guy. So I, drew, I did this bearded lady, like, with a, be- a boob in, like, the middle of... Of the chest feeding the baby. So, <laughs> nice. So what? So what and there was like he he did like hundreds of these. So so what you're saying is that in a few hundred years, uh, there will be some equivalent of a TV show where the future pope stands in a hallway and looks at someone's Empregsonics. That's what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. That is what I'm okay, saying. Great. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page about yeah. the, the future of art history. Um, uh, and what what was the other? We noticed one other thing about this painting. Uh, which is that the dude with the boob kind of looks like Gutierrez, uh, which we're taking to be another piece of evidence for our Gutierrez is the secret Pope theory. Yeah. So secret Pope, I do want to point out, I just read a little more of this thing that I I Googled. This is, I guess, apparently a portrait of a real person named Magdalena Ventura. So so she she was actually like a bearded... This is not just like his weird like fever dream. Mm. Although I think the center boob probably is yeah. an artistic choice. So this is a depiction of a woman with What this, was her deal? What was her deal? She um there's an inscription in the lower right hand corner that pro- pro- proclaims her a great miracle of nature. Um but in the context of 17th century courtly collecting circles was a euphemism for she's a freak. Um Wow. So a lot, lot going on here. That's a lot going on here. Crazy. So why are they looking at this painting? I maybe I, that will become clear later. Yeah, it's got to be because Gutierrez is the secret pope. Also, uh, a lot of these scenes, uh, 
really just the art that's happening in them. We could have gotten some great toast pieces out of these paintings. Absolutely. I just to say that. Um, yeah, so that scene, not, there's no dialogue in that scene. That's nope. just one of your classic hanging with Gutierrez scenes. And uh, our next, we jump to Esther again. And uh, there's this zoom into this multi-faced statue. It looks like something out of Evil Dead, I think is the way I want to put it. Mm-hmm. It just is like a super quick zoom, like whoosh. And then a, a sort of unholy wind blows. And uh, then as she approaches, she the, approaches pope. the pope in this like classic like angle and like the classic like seduction hand touch mm. thing of just like brushing your hand against the surface as you walk up slowly mm. to someone. And he's just like, it looks like he's sleeping, honestly. Yeah, he's, ta- he's taking a nap. He's taking a little nap outside. And she's just like, people say you're a saint who performs miracles. Mm. So, that's like, how I, that's so how I start all my commands. up with God and like makes him put his hand on her stomach and she starts doing Hail Marys. Um, and it's like, okay, I I guess that yeah, makes you, sense. You That's are fine. I, I see You're trying why, to get pregnant mm. like that. Okay. And then she's like, starts unbuttoning her shirt and like moving his hand up. Uh oh. And it's like, what? Um, does, I don't does, think that's where the baby does, goes. Does this make you uncomfortable? Um, does this make you uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> does this make you uncomfortable? Yeah. Isn't that like a, a middle school game of just yes. like, yeah, the like oh, thing? Middle school. Yeah. That exactly. Yeah. Not, yeah, middle yeah school. not high school. Uh, definitely. Yeah. We all college. touched a boob in, in, um, in middle school. Definitely. Um, yeah. So why, what is, what's happening? What's going on? Well, we, so we cut to uh, Voyello, a photographer, and Kelpie Grammar with his <laughs> telescope. <laughs> Uh, just watching from across a hedge and Voyello, I think it's Voyello, was just like, bingo. bingo. And I, I want to ask, so it seems like every time anyone does anything in the Vatican, there's a small assembly of people who are just spying on them out in the open. Does no one ever see this happen and be like, hmm, like, what? what are you doing? Like, no one ever comes up to them and is like, hey, guys, like, why are you staring at those people over <laughs> off in this courtyard? Like, there's no one else in the Vatican. Um, It's very weird. Guess but, who's going to tell him? He's the Secretary of State. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, so she, she, Esther tries to move Lenny's hand up to her boob, uh, and he is just like, guess it's time we have the talk. And he gives her... I don't know how to fuck. Yeah. I... <laughs> Esther, I, I don't I don't know what sex doing is. <laughs> I am I am an uncertified sex haver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he he's like Esther, I love God because it's so painful to love human beings. And he gives her this whole speech about how all priests are unhappy and cowards because they're unwilling to deal with heartbreak and actually dealing with like people emotions. Uh, when it's always reassuring and definitive to find the absence of God. Uh, aka mystery so mystery is reliable i don't know it gets very confusing it's like a really interesting perspective and like it's another one of those moments where it's like i think he honestly believes this because he doesn't know he's being watched no um it seems like a smart like and it also seems like one of the more emotionally intelligent things he said on the show yeah because he says nothing emotionally intelligent and this is like Oh yeah, like that is how that 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 does make sense as like a reading of people going into the priesthood. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And Voyello, because Kelpie Grammar has been lip reading this whole time, because that's his one thing. His one job. <laughs> you had one that, job. That, dude. that and living in the fountain in the Vatican. Yeah, uh, and like eating eating barnacles. Yeah, yeah. He cleans the fountain. Um, Voyello is just like, stop taking photos. He's just like, 
Oh my, oh God, he's so beautiful. He's so pure. Just the Pope stop. got him all fucked up. Yeah, he's like, he's suddenly taken it back because he expected that the Pope would be like, nice. Yeah. Um, but he's just like. But now Voyello is the one who's nice. He is ashamed of his words and deeds. Oh, it's, yeah. He's very sad. Um, but but then uh, after after this happens and everyone is kind of disbanded from this like very sad setup scene where nobody comes out looking good except the Pope, uh, we get a nice little flashback adventure where we see uh, young Lenny and Andrew, the other cardinal who he uh, grew up with at the orphanage, climbing through the fence. And Sister Mary runs after them like, my boys! No, my beautiful soft boys oh. are running away to become fail sons. No! Oh, my, my, my sons aren't even large and they're not rowdy. They, <laughs> there's no way they'll survive. Uh, and Lenny has left his pipe um, for but Sister Mary. his dad Mary. gave him. Yeah, he's, he's given his dad's pipe to Sister Mary. That sounds gross. Um, but but it's, it's raining uh, because it always is raining on the show because God is always crying. Pathetic irony. See, God is sad, but then later he becomes angry. And they run over to uh, a house. And we, don't, we learn later that it's the house of the custodian uh, of the orphanage. And there's just like a dude sleeping. And they look in the window and there's a child who we later learn is named Benny. For some reason, because people were named Benny in the 70s. Um, and there's a sick old woman. Uh, and we're like, oh, who is she? What's her at? I think that's a two or three for a, <laughs> a, a what's her at count. I can't. It's just automatic at this point. Um, yeah, but so they see her and this kid like mopping her brow. And she's like, obviously, really sick or dying. Um, and then Andrew's like, dude, I'm going back. I can't take this. I'm... I'm not rowdy enough for the world. Only only after they've like quietly picked up a cigarette on the ground. Yeah. So that they can start smoking. Because that, just so you know, this is where they learned how to smoke. I learned it from you, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Andrew's like, I'm going back. I'm sorry, Lenny. And young Lenny's just like, okay, whatever. He does not give a shit. He wants to go find his parents. But um, in present day, Sister Mary still has the pipe, as we know. Mm. But she's sort of like contemplating it yeah and um and now lenny present day lenny is talking with present day andrew and, uh he's gone to visit him in his tracksuit. uh and andrew's like oh you couldn't sleep and lenny says the evening doesn't console me because that's what people say that's when you how see, he talks yeah that's what you say when you see uh your your almost brother who you've spent most of your life with uh you say the evening doesn't console me yeah he's and, really leaning into the bat pope thing yeah and then and then uh He's like, let's go smoke a cigarette. And then they both say, like, when we were kids together, as if that's an inside joke, even though it's referring to a period of time we literally just saw in flashback. Because, like, that's how we know that they go back, because they both know the expression, when we were kids, and they say it at the same time. Yep. Uh, Nothing's changed, nope. except Lenny was just a jerk, and now he's and the now Pope. And now he's the Pope. Uh, and they so they leave to go get cigarettes, because none of them have cigarettes, which is weird, because you would think Lenny could just, like, get cigarettes. Just go down to, like, that big cigarette room. Uh, and then uh, one of the Pope, like, attaches goes to Sister Mary's room, and he wakes her up wearing her, I'm a virgin, but this is an old shirt shirt, second appearance in the show. Uh, and he's like, we don't know where the Pope is, because it's a boys' night! Boys night. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go talk to Voyello. And you just see like a shot of like Lenny and Andrew just walking out of the, strolling out of the Vatican in their tracksuits. Tracks because no one knows what he looks like. He can just do this. He can He's just like go out Pope. 
And uh, so Sister Mary goes to visit Voyelle in a very uncomfortable scene for us, several reasons. Oh, the first God. of which Voyelle is like, mm. I am a mad horny for you. You are, so you horny. are uh, very beautiful tonight. God, and she, I'm she, so doesn't horny. Even, she doesn't even look like the Venus of Willendorf. I know. And he's like, let me introduce you to my best friend who never criticizes me. <laughs> he, 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 yeah, he's, this is my friend. Uh, and Sister Mary says, is he a good friend? And Voyelle says, yes. Criticizing me. Oh, this sad, sad uh, boy. Although then now another super creepy thing where she starts like petting him like an animal. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's real really bad. gross. Uh, and he says, "Why did you come here?" And she says, "She came because of the Pope." And then Voyello says, "How disappointing! I thought you came because of me." Again, I cannot uh, overstate how horny I am. He's oh, he's very horny. Has is this the horniest anyone has been on the show so far? think it like, might, although people did literally fuck. Although it's debatable is, whether or not they were actually yeah, horny. I think this is hornier than that. I think this is the official yeah. ruling. This is the horniest but, uh, anyone's been on the show so far. Yeah, he's actually not super concerned. He's just like, sooner or later, all popes need to go out on the town. You know, we had to retrieve his predecessor from a bingo parlor where he was shouting at the <laughs> caller for cheating. I want to watch which that Which is episode. a great image, yeah. yeah. And um, he sort of like, he sits her down and is just like, recites... The thing that the Pope said like five oh, we're not, minutes we're not ago. There yet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and she says, "When you want, you know how to be quite comforting." And then again, he says, "Oh my God, how right. beautiful Sorry. you are!" I guess Sister I blocked Mary. out all of the times oh, yeah. that he just keeps saying that. Oh, it's okay. This is why we transcribed it because uh, it's impossible to remember <sighs> this scene after you've watched it because it's just so terrible. Yeah, it's horrifying. And but he, but he tries this different tack now of like, you know, he keeps saying she's beautiful, and she's like. Yep. And she's like, you said that already. Yep, I am. Cool. Got it. And he's like, okay, well, you know, we priests and nuns, we we cannot take the heartbreak. So we love God instead. And it's like, he's just like <gasps> reciting. He's doing like a, a talk back of, mm. uh, of Lenny's speech from he's, like five minutes ago. He's pulling a Cyrano and it's weird because he's trying to sleep with Sister Mary, but he's saying the words of her son figure. And she's like, those words are, are beautiful and true. And he's like, they're not mine. They're the words of your Pope. And then just like, there's like a little piano sting. Uh, and then he he somehow just like blows his up his entire spot and is like, I found a way of destroying the Holy Father by creating a good old fashioned scandal. And he gives her a flash drive with all of the photos that he and this photographer and Kelpie Grammer had taken. Um, I think it's a zip disk. Oh, maybe it's a zip disk. I, yeah. I, I couldn't really see. It's, uh, uh, it's, oh, the it's, holy, it's a mini disk. The unholy, it's a floppy disk. It's just a, an old, old floppy disk. It's an abacus. <laughs> <laughs> the JPEGs are on, <laughs> on that, that abacus. abacus. And, and he says, he says, you were right. Your Pope really is a saint. And then Sister Mary just stares at him and says, yes, he is. Yeah, she's just like stonewalling him. Like, yeah, Ooh. I'm beautiful. Yeah, he's a saint. What so... more? Do you have anything new to tell me, my dude? <sighs> oh, it's so bad. But, but. Poor yellow. Um, So, I, how would you describe the next scene? Because we've got two, these two male people. Yeah, these two. Who these are two, going. Uh, youth, relatively youthful. They're fairly young. Male figures. Who have returned in some capacity. To uh, an urban center, yeah. I would say. Um. I'm trying to think of synonyms for those words. I wish words. there was like uh, <sighs> a sign that described. No, I guess uh, young nothing. men um, re-entering civilization. The gents have returned yeah. to the village. Um, so the boys are back in town, and uh, 
They walk into a hotel and are like, sell us some cigarettes. They're just like two random middle-aged Americans at like three in the morning. In just a hotel like, in Rome. Can you sell us some cigarettes? And he's like, I don't know if we have any. But then they see a prostitute and are just like, <laughs> nice. Just, just walking past, just walking past the hotel yeah. bar. And they're just like. This totally empty hotel bar at three in the morning. God. And it, it literally looks and like, like Jude Law's mouth just falls open. And it feels like it should be a Looney Tunes scene where like. Like their He's like a should, cartoon wolf. Yeah, where their hearts should like fly out of their bodies. And just like salivating it's everywhere. It's so weird because like, okay, girl, like why are you, it's three in the morning. Like there's no one in this hotel. Were you just waiting for like random Americans to walk in looking for cigarettes? Like, Wearing tracksuits. What are you doing? Um, And like, She's just like, you look like a couple well, of priests. And, and and Andrew drags Yeah, drags yeah, him drags over. Drags Lenny to go talk to her. He's like, you should go talk to her. Lenny's like, I can't, I'm the Pope. And Andrew's like, just do it, man. Do it. Like it's the only way you'll ever be cool. And yeah, but she she's just like reads him, like, you look like a couple of priests. And Lenny's like, uh, what? I'm not the Pope. <laughs> oh, we're not priests. Uh, have you ever seen two priests wearing track suits? <laughs> and like a giant comedic bead of sweat forms on his forehead. Whoa. Uh and yeah, she's just like this really bizarre, like, I don't know. She's like the the magical hooker, basically, God. who is just like not really a person. She's just like, I have clients who insist that I'm proof of the existence of God. Oh, I, I get it. Lenny is just I, like, I yeah, oh, I get it because of the sex <laughs> doing. And Lenny's like, oh, I want to talk about God. Yeah. He gets <laughs> so like, excited. Lenny's like, like, wait, you have proof of the existence like, of God? Tell me. And, <laughs> and Andrew's like, I think it's a sex message. She's like, <laughs> like, nope. He's like, cool it, dude. And he's just like, no, I... Show me. I'm being baited into a conversation about God. And uh, she's like, no, they're wrong. They just want to fuck because they can't see God really or something. They cannot see far. Yeah. And she's like, but I know I have proof. It's like, she like takes a picture of, she like takes out her iPhone, like takes a picture of his face, which like at first I thought was like, is she like gonna, like, does she know he's the Pope and like gonna blackmail it? But no, I don't think so. She's just like, likes his eyes and is like insert in your eyes sir your eyes are proof of the existence of god and then your he's like your eyes yeah and then and then, and then the, the words like directed by nicholas sparks like kind of or written by nicholas but kind of fly yikes, up on the screen yikes, 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 yikes. And so the cre- the weird thing about this is that they leave the hotel immediately but lenny who if you remember in episode two has given this whole speech about how he spent his entire life destroying photos of himself, just lets her keep the photo. There is zero chance this does not come up later in the season, and he is going to fucking deserve it. Yeah, I guess like, this would have to. Otherwise, like, why did that happen? Right, and and the scene ends with her just, like, looking at the photo, like, nice. Uh, and he, but he doesn't make her delete the photo, and, like, he definitely is going to suffer for it, because that is not a Banksy Pope move. Yeah, Okay, I think we should just power through the rest of this yeah, whole thing yeah. because we'll just get to the the good stuff. Yeah, later so they're on. eating they're eating sandwiches from a food truck later, which I thought was briefly falafel. It's way funnier if it's falafel, uh, so we're just gonna say it's falafel. So they're eating falafel from a food truck, uh, and and she, Andrew's like, "Why did we leave?" And Lenny's like, "I only want to talk about things I understand." Uh, and Andrew's like, "Okay, well, I want to tell you something I've never told you before." Um, he's very very heterosexual. <laughs> He saw his mother, basically, yeah. that day when they dropped him off at the, at the orphanage. And also, like, they call back to the scene with the, the custodian woman. Yeah. And he, he sort of references it again. Like, oh, there was something happened in that room. And, like, you did something. He's like, no, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And it's like, I think this is, again, why Sister Mary thinks he's a saint. Yeah. I think he did some miracle. With this woman. But they all, 
they all head back they head back to the Vatican and it mirrors like the scene yep. when Lenny returns to the orphanage and like it's And there's just a whole pairing it's of It's so shots. great when like it's like them two and then Sister Mary's waiting up for them and they're just all walking back and like Aww. Lenny's kind of just like smirking. Yeah, it's very sweet and Sister Mary's like I didn't say anything. So she actually lies about this though. She says I haven't said anything to the Cardinal Secretary of State. Uh, and Lenny says, thank you, Sister Mary. And he's like, oh, thanks, Mom, for not ratting me out, even though she did. But yeah, it's still pretty did. sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just like and, – and then in the other – in the flashback timeline, uh, Andrew is standing there kind of, like, crying with Sister Mary as Lenny comes back. And then they all go back into the orphanage. Um, and another boy just, like, randomly looks out the window. But he's not important to the show because it's just about uh, two brothers. It's just called Two Brothers. It's called Two Brothers. Um, and then we get this very weird brief scene that's like a Dutch angle shot of these dudes who are working on building something out of wood. I think it's the chair that he like rides in on. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, while the old, I'm pretty sure this is the old prefect for the congregation of the clergy, the dude who Lenny like bluntly asked if he was gay. Uh, and he just watches. And it's another totally silent scene. A lot of silent scenes in this episode. But... Uh, it's time for one of our our recurring segments. Nun sports. Nice. They're playing volleyball, and the Pope's talking to Gutierrez, and uh, he knows. He knows everything. He's like, "I forgive you for betraying me. I forgive you for being an alcoholic. I forgive you for all this stuff. And like, you should stop drinking because you're still going to America." And Gutierrez is like, "Uh, what? How do you? How do you know? Why?" Uh, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's tugging his collar, and uh, he's like, "I." <clears throat> Like, I know, I know everything. Like, what else do I need to know? Is there anything else? He does, like, the whole, like, dad thing of, like, is there anything you want to tell me? Yeah, and Gutierrez has, like, a weird panic attack, and there's this very quick series of cuts to the nun sports, and we don't see what he says. So I'm going to assume that he told Lenny he was the secret pope. Mm -hmm. So just, we know, we have that as a baseline now, so everyone knows that's what's happening in the show. Yeah. Uh, and then we get to Lenny and Sister Mary having dinner and talking about his miracle. Yeah, he wants to see his parents again. She's like, you will do, just like, just chill. And he's like, time is turning into a thin sheet because this is how oh, I talk. My God, and I don't want to see them if they're dead. I'm only interested in the living, which is like an interesting he, thing He says to it so say. many times. But like, that's like a weird thing to say that he's, yeah, I don't know. He seems to contradict himself a bunch. It's very weird. Yeah. He does say he is a contradiction. Yes. My God. Uh, but then we get another Pope package being airdropped, which I'm assuming contains the papal tiara. It's the tiara. Uh, and Tommaso is just sitting sadly on a bench while the Pope and Voyello were talking about uh, Gutierrez because Voyello was like, yo, dog, if you send this random dude who nobody knows to deal with a very serious accusation of child abuse, everyone will think that the church does not take this seriously which I think he's right about. Like, every time they have an argument he's about... He's not wrong. Yeah. they. But the Pope doesn't buy it, and so Voyello's like, well, you didn't know this, uh, but... And, like, Gutierrez is an alcoholic, and Lenny's just like, I know. He's like, I know. I know all of your secrets. And then they... I know they, all of your little secrets. Oh, it's great. I am Tiny no. Snowden. Don't find out my secrets. I am Snowden in disguise. I know all of your secrets. They they start walking and and it's, oh God. And it just shot from this like 
eventually Lenny is walking on a ledge and it's shot from this low angle so he looks like he's a literally statue. above Boyello. He's a statue and he just is like, "What if I know all your secrets, your eminence?" And Esther's just and Tommaso are kind of just like watching from the sidelines and he's like, "Will you stop at nothing?" And he just goes in. He's just totally chasing Voyello. Like, Voyello is just head and hands, like, oh, And he knows about my, the blackmail. My bad man. So we assume Sister Mary told him, because otherwise, how would he have found yeah, out? Yeah, 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 she so told him. So he knows about the blackmail. Voyello is just breaking down. There's a giant fucking vein throbbing in his forehead. Enormous rope of blood. And and there he's just walking and he's like and and Voyello's like I w- I was going to use like the old methods but I didn't know because you were a saint and I repented in time uh, and Lenny says you haven't figured out that your old methods only work on the old popes who were afraid of losing consensus they don't work with me I am the young pope that's the name of the show that's the name of the show everybody he's it's like just that's like the crowning moment in which he totally destroys Voyello because then he just grabs his shoes and starts begging him for forgiveness we, we gotta get air horn sound effects on that like yeah. literally just like pew, 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 pew. it's so like, intense yeah, this poor man has just been reduced to rubble by by the young pope. and lenny is just not having it he's just like stop making a spectacle of yourself get and, off and then this kid runs up and he's like your holiness, the papal tiara has arrived from Washington and it's in perfect condition. And he just does this like super villain thing of like, prepare the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> the time has come to address the cardinals. Well, I was like, no! And, uh, His evil plan! Oh, wow, but this, this season. This next scene, I, wow, we've been really excited to talk to you about this one. Because we just start pumping some LMFAO as the cardinals mm. are heading down to the Sistine Chapel. Uh, while, while the Pope... Does a Pope getting dressed montage set to I'm sexy and I know it. Complete with like trying on shoes and being like, mm mm. Not no. this. No. Mm. He tries on rings. He tries on gloves. He puts he, on these layers and layers of ropes oh, and just like they're getting caught on his head and he has to pull them down. He slicks back his hair. Oh, somebody sent me, somebody sent me a young Pope uh, meme that was like, uh, at 3 a.m., like, when you get the you up text, and it was this image of Lenny just slipping back <laughs> his hair, like, oh, time to go. Uh, and Valente looks into the room with, like, this other dude, who I think is another one of his attendants, and they're just kind of staring at each other, like, what is he doing? And then this holy light comes in, and these dudes carry in the box with the papal tiara, and I don't, this actually might be the horniest anyone has been on the show. When he just parts his lips a little bit, like, yeah. Mm. Oh, he looks like he wants to fuck that tiara. And his mm. lips are stuck together for just a second too long as he opens his mouth and is just like, mm, like, time to wear this piece of ritual garb. And then he smokes a cigarette in his full papal outfit. It's getting them all stinky. Oh my god, just standing outside like time to smoke a cigarette while wearing these like what eight, fifteen, thirty thousand layers? Jesus. How much do you think all of what he's wearing is worth? Oh my god. It has to be well like the, millions, the, right? The peop- yeah, the people not built the people tiara is I wanna find out how much the people tiara let's, is. Yeah, well, let's, I don't let's know. Do you out. think it's been like valued? It has to for like insurance yeah, purposes, be. right? It it must the whole outfit must be like at least ten million dollars. How much is the people tiara? How much is well? I don't know if the wiki. Yeah, just let's. Can we go on eBay? Uh, how much? Tiara. How much can I get a papal tiara for on eBay? How much is the papal t- 
tiara. You're getting costs. some insight into the process here. You're seeing how the sausage gets made. Um, oh, well, know, there's a list of people. There is more than one. He just put them all together like a Voltron to like make the final you, tiara. Although it's very understated. Value of the to, tiaras. Ooh. Um. Wow. Less than I thought. Yeah. Um, although, although that's in past money. That's in past dollars, pastos as they're called. Um, so, you know, hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands. Um, there were different ones. I'm not sure which one he's wearing. But anyway, he, it's time to address the Cardinals. And uh, he's carried in on like a litter or Palantine or whatever they're called. Uh, I think a Palantine is covered. I don't know. But uh, he's carried in. And there's a little flashback. Palanquin. That is he, what I meant. He is, he is a Palantine, but he, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. He's Palpatine also. Oh, pa- fuck. Uh, Palantir? I don't know. Oh, we went through every word that has the sound. And a, a papal teen. Um, and mm. uh, there's a flashback to his parents leaving him at the orphanage. His dad has this weird look in his face, just like, nice. I'm a he's hippie. so they, every, excited. I'm just high at 24-7. He's so excited to get rid of the dumb And his kid. mother has this weird star necklace. And it looks... It looks it, like the star from the yeah. opening sequence, which is kind of interesting. And he's like, oh, they'll still be there when I turn around. Like, why would you think that? They are leaving you. Nope. They're gone. Um, and we get the zoom in on his face and his eyes open and the music that's been playing stops. just stops. And he's just scowling and just says, knock, 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 motherfuckers. And it's not a knock, knock joke, which I assumed it was. But he's just like, we're not in no matter who's knocking on our door. We're in, but only for God. And he's... His affect in the scene is so intense and weird. Like he is really affecting like a kind of evil emperor vibe. He has he has chewed the scenery, shit it out, mixed it back in as fertilizer for his crops in his papal compost, grown a new batch of crops, eaten that and shit it out again. There are so many layers of scenery chewing happening and it is fucking beautiful. <laughs> But uh, his message basically is like, we're closing down. Like, yep. evangelization, we've tried it. Ecumenicalism, been there, done that. Tolerance Ugh, doesn't so live season. here anymore. <laughs> so out of fashion. These big metaphors of like, tolerance has moved out to make room for the new tenant who is diametrically opposed tastes in decorating. What is what is it with the Pope and like these metaphors where he talks about how people decorate their apartments? Is it just because that's what any Pope would look like if he was from New York? guess he's just like oh yeah and also the landlord like doesn't crazy raise your rent after two years <laughs> he just keeps going yeah. uh but he says that the church is cement and cement doesn't move and doesn't have windows and doesn't look to the outside world mm, because only the church possesses the charisma of truth so says saint ignatius of antioch uh and then he he's like turn around and they're like what and he's like turn around look and, over there uh, and there's this tiny little glowing Door. Golden door, yeah. With a and it looks like there's light coming out of the keyhole. Yeah. And there are just a couple of very plaintive piano notes. And I'll be honest, given uh that LMFAO just showed up in this scene, I thought that Runaway was gonna start playing and we were gonna go full <laughs> Kanye Pope. And I almost started crying. I was so happy. This door is so weird, though, because it's not like a door like attached to a wall. It's just a door in the middle of the room with a glowing keyhole. And like he- he must have had somebody make like that's so much money to spend on he a He put like an Arduino metaphor. inside the door to like make the like an LED glow. Yeah. Like, like really good what? life hacking. What? Um 
And he's just like, that's the only way in. It's small and extremely uncomfortable. Mm. And he's just reiterating his whole Banksy thing of like, we need to be inaccessible and mysterious. And that's the only way we'll go back to being desirable. Desire, which is interesting because this, I think this goes back to what you uh, were talking about last time with his like weird attachment stuff. Like he, he does genuinely want to be desirable, but he thinks that the only way to do that is by pulling away from everyone. Yeah, I guess that does tie into that, right? Of like, it makes sense that he thinks that you know, being inaccessible is the way to sort of get people interested in you. Because that's why he's interested in his parents. Right, because he can't have them. Oh. Um, we did it. We yeah. solved the bad pope. <laughs> <laughs> we solved his pope puzzle. No, no. But, uh, he just basically is like going on this rant of like, he doesn't want part-time believers. He wants great love stories and fanaticism. Ugh. And the last Pope who has not been named uh, in this episode, even though he's been referred to several times. So I guess Francis, but maybe someone else is like, oh, the last Pope got lots of esteem and friendship, but I don't care about that. I just want total Ugh. devotion. I have no idea what to do with the friendship of the whole wide and world. And he takes his and weird whole- gloved hand out of the cape Ugh. and starts pointing. And it's just like, yeah. Impact. <laughs> Imperative. Learn the word imperative. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel bad, though. So he says, I have no idea what to do with the friendship of the whole wide world. And I feel like when he said that, the world had been, like, writing invitations to invite him to their game nights and was just like, oh, <laughs> like, we thought we were going to hang out. And he's just like, no, uh, which is sad. And then he, he gets even less polite and says, there will be no expressions of thanks in this chapel. Um, and then he talks a lot about the door and how there's hell behind the door. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. He's like, there's nothing outside your obedience to me. Ex- nothing except hell. And you may not know anything about that hell, but I do because I built it right behind that door. What do we think is like, in Lenny's And hell? he's like, he just is like, these past few days, I've had to build hell mm. for you. That's why I was late. Like, dude, did you have to look up an instructable of like how to like put make this the, weird light up door? The the IKEA like hell hell. What setup. is in? Yeah, hell what scene. is the door? What is behind the door? Wait, do you have any thoughts on this? Like, what do you think is in Lenny's version of hell? God, I don't it's know. just it's gotta be just Boyello. Like you literally open the door and it's just Boyello being like, "It's me, Boyello," and Lenny's like, "It's no! me, Boyello." Voiced by Charles Martinet. Yeah. Oh, um, no. <laughs> it's, no. Yeah, it's it's oh no. It's, yeah, it's a Mario game where you somehow like can never get the last star. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll figure more about that. Ugh. And, and he says, you know now, like, I can't be blackmailed. This pope isn't afraid to lose the faithful if they've been even slightly unfaithful, which is why he says another great thing from the trailer, this pope does not negotiate. And uh, then he gets his boys to lift his robes mm. and he sticks out his shoe from his robes and it's like, Oh, what boy. is happening? And I want to talk about his shoes for a second. Okay, while you're, po- I just to say, like everyone's facial expressions before this, everyone is just like, oh my god, it looks like he was in a class, like they were all in a classroom where he was the teacher, and everyone thought that he was a pushover, so they like sent paper airplanes around the room, and then after like three months, the teacher just started screaming. He just at them. threw a student out the window, mm, and then they're all just like, oh. What do we do? Mr. Bellardo's being mean. But he shows his shoes, which he took a real time in selecting during right. the montage. And there's a wiki article on the papal shoes. 
And, uh, oh, wait, sorry. There's also the indoor papal slippers, which are different. Oh, um, wait, can we get the papal slippers first? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. my God. No, that is what, that is what he is wearing. Oh, so that's what he's wearing. Oh. They're, uh, okay, I want to learn about both of these types of they're, people's footwear. They're always red. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the Pope traditionally wears them in the papal residence. And Pope Paul VI discontinued the use of the papal slippers um, but continued to wear the red outdoor papal shoes. But then Pope John Paul II started wearing uh, brown leather walking shoes made in Poland. But what but Lenny do we, does next— Do we next, know why Paul VI discontinued the slippers? Uh, you know, they just—they they weren't comfy. He just wanted some nice yeah, moccasins. Some, he wanted to wear those indoor Uggs all the time. Oh, my God. I was going to say that. Just, yeah, I just, you know, I just wanted some papal Uggs. Like, uh, they're really comfortable, guys. But Pope, Paul, Pope Paul VI— also discontinued the custom of kissing the papal foot. Mm. That was a thing before then, and he was like... What is the origin of that custom? Uh, I would assume it's sort of just like a prostrating yourself before God kind of thing. Um, I don't know it's that there's... Favorite. I don't know that there's like an article on, on that, but um, yeah, he was like, we don't need to do this anymore. Pope Paul VI was uh, Pope uh, from 1963 to 1978, so that was pretty recent. Up yeah. until then, people had to kiss the shoes. And he was like, no, we don't do this anymore. But Pope Benedict the Sixteenth uh, restored the use of red popal shoes. Um, but Pope Francis, just simple black shoes. He just, you know. He's going for that classy look that you he's can the do every anywhere. Pope. Yeah. Yeah. He's the Pope, you know, just. I mean, they he, do go with everything. He wants everyone to see those papal shoes and be like, you know, like, I think I could be the Pope. But so no one's kissed the papal shoes since the 70s yeah uh or 60s i guess and lenny is just like no you're gonna fucking kiss the fucking feet and you're gonna like it you're gonna like it you're gonna get a fucking boner from kissing these feet um and uh the first person to come up is spencer and it looks for a second like he so he takes off his hat and it looks like he and he just stands there for it a second. It looks like he was going to walk out. Yeah, I really thought he was going to walk out and we were going to be like, oh, shit, like that's extremely dramatic. Uh, and instead, he just walks forward and looks like he's going to kill Lenny and just like gently kisses the shoe. Mm. Uh, mm. Oh, mm. Kelpie mm. Grammer would do a great job kissing mm. that shoe. Just slurping mm. it up through his uh, uh, telescope tentacle. Mm-hmm. And then Andrew comes up and kisses the shoe. And then Voyello comes up. Oh boy. And yeah. he's like, I guess I'll do it. But then he gets down on his knees right up in those stinky feet and he's just like, oh man. What have I done? I do not want. To. And he just looks up like, don't make me, don't, please don't make me kiss the shoe. And uh, it's just like, he says nothing and just takes his other foot out and just presses it down on oh, his shoulder. He's like, God. kiss my fucking foot foyello. Oh, kiss it. Oh. Kiss it. You like it, don't you? You're just fucking. It's so gross. And it shot Ugh, exactly gross. like a scene where someone like puts their head hand on someone's head and is like. It's it absolutely looks exactly that. like that. It's the the hand, the back of the head push. Oh, God. Yikes. It's so gross. Yikes. Oh, oh Voyello. Sweet Voyello. <laughs> no. I feel bad for him now. Yeah. I think I've always felt bad for Voyello. Yeah. But, like, way more now. Yeah. Uh, and and that's the fucking end of that's his address to the Cardinals. <sighs> and then... Uh, we got one last scene in this yeah. app. And Two he, scenes, actually. Yeah. He's standing... He's, he's outside with Esther. 
Uh, and uh, who's that there hiding behind a tree? It's the kangaroo. Kangaroo watch. Kangaroo. Uh, and the kangaroo's there. And Lenny says, jump again. And the kangaroo jumps. And he's just so stoked. He's, he's like, so happy. Yes, I did it. Nice. He's just like, all I had to do was make this sad old man. I just had to believe. And make this sad old man kiss my foot. Yeah. Uh, and Esther tries to confess her role in the blackmail. And he says, confess your secrets to God alone. Uh, all I can do is forgive you. And then the sun magically comes out and some flowers magically start blooming. Metaphor. Mm. Yeah. Uh, spring awakening up in here. And uh, Esther's like, can you feel it? And the Pope's like, I feel it. She's too. like, I feel it. I feel it. The, I feel the it flower, in my fingers. It's a metaphor. It's like the beginning of love actually. It's a metaphor it for babies. No. The babies are coming. And Lenny's like, I feel it. I see them coming. The wall of babies. We shall fortify the Vatican <laughs> with our new baby technology. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they're just kind of like rocking out to this godly energy. And Voyello timidly walks across the the courtyard and like slightly waves and Lenny nods like, now you know your place, Voyello. It's gross. Yeah, but he's we, been totally destroyed. Uh, and but we do have one more scene uh before we end this episode. It's your boy Tanino Stigmata. And, yeah, Stigmata boy, and he's singing to himself and kind of like walk into his house. And so he walks into the house. Uh, there's a brief shot of him putting on his own slippers, which I assume is supposed to be some kind of parallel to the papal slippers. Mm. And then he walks into the kitchen to like do some shit on his laptop. He's got to check his, uh, his Neopets. He's got to check his curious cat. Yeah. (laughs) He's got a lot of questions like, how do I find God? And he's like, well, let me tell you, uh, (laughs) uh, but then he turns around (sighs) And he sees the young Pope and his cardinal retinue just sitting at his dining room table. Looking like they're sitting for like a portrait. Like the mafia. Yeah, it looks like they're taking a photo that's going to be the cover of their mixtape. Yeah. That's like their, like, group, uh, their posse cut. And he's just like... It's, it's Voyello. He doesn't seem that shocked, no. though. No. He's just like, sup. And it's, it's Andrew... Uh, Skeletor, Voyello, and that other dude who we haven't given a nickname to, but I who, don't know like, his actual name. Is in the background of yeah. Scenes. He's just the cardinal. When when you need like an extra cardinal, he's like, yeah, I got this. I'll just I'll I'm hang around. Out. Yeah, um, I'm chilling. And he's just like, what do I? What's the reason for this visit? Like, I was. It's almost like he was expecting them at some point. Yeah. Um. And oh my god, fucking Voyello, just who has just like, now totally been turned to the Pope. He's just on the, he's like the Pope's fortune. I was like, the reason for this visit is that you have busted our balls. <laughs> like, you'd think he would just be like, we need to talk. But no, he's nope. just like, they're just gonna pull out tire irons and just like wail on this guy and like break his stigmata hands. Yeah, it literally, oh god, I honestly thought they were gonna like hold him down and that then Lenny was gonna like beat him with a crucifix or they were gonna pour holy water on him and be like... Just waterboard him with holy yeah, water. with holy water. Wow, that would be extremely good. Just, who? Like, who's the Pope now? Who's the Pope now? And he's just like, you are holy father, you are. Jeez, oh, this scene though, I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? And, and the worst part about this for us is that we don't know what happens next. This is the last episode that we watched before we started back recording episodes of, of yeah, this podcast. Yeah, so yeah, we're, gosh, we're just wow. as in the dark as you are for oh, now. Oh man, but um, so that was the app, but I've got yeah, I've oh, got, uh, got some questions in the yeah. papal mailbag. Uh, we've got a new segment for you this week. It's this papal day. mail. Um, mm. Pope mail in a segment I like to call Do you have a good name for it? Ooh, um... 
Can we do a thing with it, like encyclicals? Mm. An encyclical built for two? No, that doesn't work. Ooh. Yeah, sorry guys. Mm. We'll Easy. work on it. Uh, here's some here's some questions some people from our buttons. listeners yeah. who haven't heard the podcast yet because we're recording this before the podcast yeah, is released. Yeah, like a month, like over a month before the show premieres. Uh, so here's one question: Do you worry that the title of the show has precluded the possibility of a show about an even younger pope in the future? No. No, because there were at least three younger popes. Also, I think that this just is a good template for a show that you could do that would just be called The Even Younger Pope or The Youngest Pope. Or if you were feeling so inclined and you got a development deal with Cartoon Network or Nick or Disney, The Baby Pope. The Baby Pope. Which would be awesome. <laughs> Little Baby Pope. And he's just like, The Baby Pope is just kind of like, wah. Yeah. yeah so, I uh, so no, I don't think so. No, yeah. Okay, so next question. Can we still enjoy the young pope's dynamic and fluid comic art stylings even though he's a creepy libertarian? This is a good question because, you know, so much of, uh, especially I feel like Italian fascism during World War II was very much about aesthetics. That is true. Um, and I don't know that you can extricate those two well, things. Well, you're and you're not gonna like. You know who you know who has a a very interesting essay about this. You're not gonna like it. Who? Jack Halberstam. Oh, I thought it was gonna be fucking like. Uh, oh, you thought it was gonna be worse than that. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. no, no that, that's the, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. He's, what is, he's what gonna, book is that in? Uh, it's in the Queer Art of Failure. Really? So yeah. he goes from talking about dude, where's my, my car, car to, to yeah. fashion. Oh, well, he's yeah, got it, breath. That's one thing you can say for him. It's pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. Um, I don't know. I feel like you obviously can, I think, partly because the show is like at certain points mocking the young Pope, but also, I don't know. Uh, so keep in mind, we're coming at this from like several weeks before the show premieres. I really, really worry that the entire reception of this show will have been, ooh, it's a fascist who's also the Pope, extremely relevant. And that just seems like a really dumb, not dumb, because obviously Sh the parallels it's a shallow are reading. There. Yeah, it's a very shallow and like not very rewarding reading of the show, where like obviously those elements are there, and I think we've done a pretty good job of of like incorporating them into the way we talk about the show. Uh, but if that's the only thing that you see, you won't get to enjoy something as sublime, uh, and aesthetically engaging, and just like stunning as a papal dress-up montage set to I'm Sexy and I Know It by LMFAO. Like, that's just amazing. Agreed. It's incredible that someone did that and that it is now airing on HBO. Like, this is the network that was like, oh yeah, like we did The Sopranos and The Wire and like we make all the prestige drama and Paolo Sorrentino was like, yo guys, you know LMFAO? We're gonna do a sick-ass dress-up montage set to that shit. Uh, and I think that's amazing. Agreed. So, no, I think you can enjoy it. Does the young pope fuck? No. Next question. God fucking damn it. How much when? do you think the young pope can bench? Okay, this is a good one. This is actually a really well, good one. According to, if we're to believe that the music is, like, diegetic, then mm -hmm. he does work out, right? Yeah, he does, yes. Um. So, I don't know, but he doesn't look like Bill's. No. Like, when he has his shirt off. Because there is a scene when he's just, like, shirtless. Um... I don't know enough. Uh, I mean, I guess the question is: Do I you mean, think his benching is at all like divinely supplemented? Oh, do you think he can lift the weight of God? 
He, if Skeletor can lift the weight of God, <laughs> Lenny can definitely lift the yeah, weight of God. All you true. have to do, I'm lifting the weight. You can't see, I'm lifting the weight of God right now. It's very fragile. Okay, last question. Okay. Uh, why does the young Pope hate Taurus? Because they're just passing through, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, mm. He hates the whole, yeah, he doesn't want the Vatican to be like a, a destination or like a curiosity. Oh. This is another time where I think it's important to remember that the young Pope is ostensibly from New York. That's why he hates tourists. <laughs> Good answer. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that does it for questions this week. Do you want to do, do you want to hit me with the Pope of the Week? Yeah, let's do Pope of the Week. Uh, so our Pope of the Week this week is kind of a dual Pope thing. Uh, but our main Pope of the Week is Boniface VIII, who uh, was Pope from December of... Pope 19- Goodface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that good. Although, look at his face. His I, face isn't good. good. He looks so upset. <laughs> he looks. He looks like a. He looks like a kind of. He looks like fucking uh, David. Uh, what's he looks like? Mark from Peep Show. <laughs> yeah, he does. He looks like he looks like Dan Klaus tried to draw an egg. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Um, yeah, he looks like David Mitchell. Oh my god. Oh, no. um, and he yeah he was Pope uh from. 1294 to 1303, uh, and uh, he kind of is connected to a couple of other popes. So because we mentioned Benedict earlier, I wanted to talk about a pope who resigned. And the pope before him, Celestine V, uh, was a pope who resigned after only a few months in office because he had been elected after being a hermit, like he was a genuine mystic, and it seemed like he was just like, hmm, like maybe I shouldn't be the pope, especially because at that time, the Pope was much more engaged as a ruler of the papal states. So he resigns, Celestine V resigns, and just like goes off to be a hermit again, then dies under mysterious circumstances. Some scholars think that Boniface VIII orchestrated this death, although I I don't think it's confirmed uh, by any sources. But the really interesting thing about Boniface VIII, uh, which I think will be relevant to to our, our young Pope, is that he was really, really into the idea that the papal states would hold, like, temporal political power. Um, So he issued this papal bull, Unam Sanctum, in which he said uh, that, this is a quote here, it is absolutely necessary for salvation that every human creature be subject to the Roman pontiff. So I'm, I'm, do you think this is a statement that Lenny would agree with? Because I could, I could see it going both ways. I feel like Lenny doesn't want to forcibly convert people because he says like, we've tried evangelism. Yeah. I don't care. I don't want to reach out to people. I don't want to make people be interested. He just wants to like retreat and like have people come to him because yeah. they want to. But because he, does, they, like, he does love power. He does. He does. But he seems like if he, if he just liked having influence, then like this isn't, He's playing like a long game, right? That's because true. he can afford to, because he's the young pope. He's so young. Yeah. So as, he's as got, we learned, as he, he told Voyello earlier in the episode, he's got decades to mm. just like, which is not something that a lot of popes have the luxury That's of, true. right? He's, he's got a he's he's a young pope, and he has a plan. He's the Cylon pope. <laughs> um, yeah, and and uh, but the wait, other... I just realized that that all cardinals and priests are vol cells. Oh no. Oh! <laughs> That's what that's what Lenny is like. We can't take the 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 stress and the sadness of oh, loving, god. so we become involved. Oh god, no! Keep going though. Oh god! 
<laughs> what is the the subreddit for vol for incels and vol cells? It's like, I, is you, it red pill? Oh, is it something God. else? Oh God! Oh, oh, it's red. It's like the the. It's like the pope. It's a little pope hat pill. Ooh. Oh God, that's terrible, but extremely accurate. Huh? I wonder if anyone in the vol cell Reddit has gone on to become a priest. Is like, you know, that's, uh, there's kind of a tradition. Like vol yeah. cell stuff is like, you know. There's the sort of long background it, to that. Except that all of the priests, as we remember from last week, uh, have fuck. fucked or have would like other people to think that. Oh, they definitely are incels then, because no! they want they want they want everyone to know that they fucked once, but they definitely didn't. <laughs> oh no. Okay, we have to get off of this topic. It's gonna. Be I need to good. leave. Yeah, I uh, gotta go. My mom says I gotta go. Oh. Uh, but the, the, the last interesting thing I wanted to say about Boniface the eighth, uh, is that his involvement in worldly affairs led to him fighting with Dante. Uh, so Boniface the eighth is one of the figures who shows up in, so he, you know, he fought with like the King of France and like some other leaders and Dante was like, yo dog, uh, I'm a Catholic and I think that popes shouldn't do this, um, shouldn't have feuds. But, uh, yeah, and he, he was, like, beaten really badly over the course of this, and, like, that's probably why he died, and his body was dragged up. Like, super fucking weird. Um, his papacy is not remembered well, although uh, Celestine V, I believe, was canonized. But in the Inferno, um, oh, so he, he was still the Pope. Okay, that's interesting. Sorry, guys. Uh, Boniface VIII was still the Pope. When Dante wrote Inferno, but Boniface the Eighth is a character who shows up in the Eighth Circle of Hell, mm-hmm. um, which is the the simony uh, section of Hell where you you know sell stuff uh, from the church, uh, and yeah, uh, he is just like yeah, the Pope's going to Hell, and I can imagine the Pope did not take too kindly to that. So a lot of interesting Pope politics this week. Um, he's also the final boss of the video game Dante's Inferno. Fuck, really? How have we done two episodes in a row where we he's, talk about video games where you fight the Pope? I mean, can, he can is, you Can you tell? Just I made that I, up, but there oh, is a Dante's really? Inferno game, and he is. Don't, I don't, think he's in it. Don't don't go like there that, are popes in it. No, no, no. Look, okay, wait, okay, because this, this this is our equivalent of people thinking that we're like t- taking our our no, no, about no, no, the young no. Pope seriously. Before Dante can reach Lucifer, Beatrice puts him through the challenges of ten stages of the Malabulge, each depicting the fraudsters throughout history, from simple thieves to the false popes. So oh I, it's very possible. No one actually played the Dante's Inferno video game. Um, I saw a lot of ads for it, I will say. Yeah, it reimagines Dante as this Templar who has, like, this wicked huge scythe. Which, um, like, no, the whole point of Dante is that he saw a girl once and was like, now I'm in love with her for the rest of my life because I saw her one time on the street. And yeah. they never talked. Um, there's a wiki just for the game, Dante's What's it Inferno. Called? It's called Dante's Inf- It's called the Infernopedia. That's amazing. Um, Welcome to Infernopedia. <sighs> Flame sound effect. Gonna yeah, do search a quick for Boniface. Yeah, let's let's find some popes. Yeah, okay. Wait, 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 oh. wait, 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 wait. Wait, what is this that I found on the wiki for the Simonist <laughs> oh, no. Popes? Oh, the no. third level of the Malabote contains the Simonists, sinners guilty of selling positions within the church hierarchy. Blah, 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 blah. They're punished by being forced upside down into baptismal fonts and having their feet set aflame. That that's in the original text, by the way. Uh 
Found here are several corrupt popes and cardinals, including Pope Nicholas III, who mistakes Dante for Pope Boniface VIII. What? In the oh, poem. Oh, okay. So, mm, I see. Oh, okay. So, I'm sorry, everybody. I've been very confusing about relating this information uh, because we did a bad job researching Pope Boniface VIII. But just to clarify, especially if you're, like, the one person who's read this entire poem and is like, why I ought to do in the, like, Arthur Fist meme, um... Dante meets Nicholas III, and Nicholas III is like, oh, is that Boniface VIII? I know you're coming here. And Dante's like, no, Boniface VIII is still alive. And Nicholas III is like, not for long. Uh, And so that's how we know that the Pope is going to hell, and we know where he's going to hell. Mm. But Dante does not actually meet him in hell because he is not dead yet at the time of the Inferno. And I just want to add that in— in the Simonist ditch, Dante must kill five enemies while they're airborne to pass. And the bonus... Oh, of course. That's bo- how... Yeah, that's how hell the works. The bonus is to complete the trial in under one minute, so... Mm. That's... I mean, it's a little known fact from the liturgy, uh, but when hell was set up, uh, it was designed with a series of time trials in mind, mm-hmm. where they were like, oh, if you can beat this level in under a minute, then you get to uh, advance, because that's how we test uh, moral uh, goodness and evil. That's how sin works now. It just is about being really good at video games. Wow, I'm I'm glad we figured that out. Well, this was the last episode that we recorded in before we move on to the second half of the series, and I'm not going to be here. We're going to do it over the internet. Mm, so it's going to be very sad. It'll it's be gonna, a very different uh, dynamic. Yeah, we'll, it's going to we'll, basically be like we're recording from a confession booth. Oh man, we can work. We can use that though. Yeah, we definitely will. Cool. Well, uh, I think that they'll do us for this week. Yep. And, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, until next week, uh, we're the Popes now. We're the Popes now. Papal Bull is hosted by Merrick Kay and Eric Thurm, and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Our recording engineer is Jeffrey DiLorenzo. Papal Bull is a special project of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at staymean.co slash support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at PapalBullCast and at StayMeanCo. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.